0: Super Talk, Mississippi Media Production.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and save Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call 601 992 6000.
2: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. When I'm Mississippi here I come. you're listening to good things with Rebecca Turner well, sorry, Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people places and things to do now now here's Rebecca good
2: afternoon afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at Supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from your Supertalk Mississippi app if you hadn't taken time. You should download that. It's a free app on your smartphone. But you can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And of course, too, you can take your browser to supertalktv.com and you can watch us on your computer or your mobile mobile device and nothing like a good old Facebook memory to remind you how old you are and how (laughs) much has changed or can change in just a little over a decade. So today, thumbing through something I do usually on a daily basis because it's so interesting to me to see where I was at or what I was doing, particularly sharing with the world uh, through Facebook, that particular social media platform, I felt the need on this day, 14 years ago, to post that I had deleted the MySpace account, if y'all remember that, because juggling two social media platforms, I'm assuming at that time it would have been Facebook, obviously, and MySpace, was just too much. And so I had to let go of one of them, probably for my mental well-being. Who knows at that time? And man, it got me laughing. Number one, thinking, gosh, okay, I have now officially can say I've been on some social media platform for more than 14 years. I'm thinking, when did MySpace come out? Probably 15, no, 20 years ago or however long it, it was ago. And, I think earlier than that. Well, I mean, I was thinking when I got on it or when, when it was. And then you really start to can snowball into, wow, I wonder how much of my life I have wasted is a really harsh word, harsh word. I won't say all time wasted, but, and then to think 14 years ago, I had the insight of. Juggling too is just too much, right? And when I think about like, where was I in my life 14 years ago? I was married. I'd have been, I guess, freshly out of uh, college. I was probably in my first job. I had no thoughts of kids yet. And even then, it probably felt like managing the multiple platforms was just. Too much, and now, like if you think about it, some of you are only on one. Some of you just do Facebook. Some of you just do Twitter, but then there's some of you who are everywhere, and so you jump from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to TikTok to Snapchat to I'm sorry, I Have I lost one? LinkedIn, if you're if you're work, you know, working, uh, and sort of using it for that. Well, that's a six. Right, and so to think that my little brain thought 14 years ago, oh, two's too many, and now it's like we're juggling twice as much or even more than that. It's like where does the madness end? Where does it end? I do miss though with the MySpace, the um, ability to sort of personalize your profile page a little bit more, have the theme song music to it. All right, mine was Gwen Stefani back in the day. That was when she was not married to a country music star
3: it was certainly a divisive topic at hand time the the use of animation for the background or music just starts playing out of nowhere and you have no way to stop it
2: well you shouldn't have known that that was coming like if you're getting on the platform right or you're just saying it would just blurt out
3: well no like specifically MySpace if you're on if you were on MySpace back in the day you've had the experience of oh I think I know that person and you click on their picture and it takes you to their Got MySpace you. and it's just this random animation craziness going on that makes your computer go I don't like you and at the same time it starts playing music at full volume sometimes in the middle of the night
2: I got you. So 2003, MySpace was founded 2003, a year before Facebook, and it boasted about 250 million users in the United States in its heyday. In 2005, it was paid 580 million to buy the site's, uh, I guess, parent company or whatever it may be. And
3: Tom made a killing.
2: And Tom made a killing. And he was the one guy who was friends with everybody And on MySpace,
3: which was kind of genius. I mean, the whole point was connecting with friends on there, and as soon as you sign up, you have a friend, and it's Tom.
2: Yes, and then he could you move him down off your list? I I don't remember all. I think eventually you could. I
3: think in the early days you you couldn't take him off your top eight.
2: So in two thousand three, I would have I would have been a freshman in college. So I was I graduated two thousand and two. So I would have been a freshman. Uh, so I must not have gotten it until see so thinking it through as we were talking about it here on good things okay, so you're our generation right you would have been a senior
3: two thousand three was my junior year of high school
2: so if you're forty-ish, then you went your entire adolescence and your entire pretty much high school experience completely social media free. Yeah.
3: The closest thing to a social media you had back then is if you were tech savvy enough to have a blog or your own website.
2: Well, if you were doing that in high school, you were too nerdy. You weren't getting into anything that would have been nefarious enough to share on Facebook anyway. Because I promise you, nobody I was hanging out with at 18 was blogging back at the very beginning of the of, of the blogging day. We were still dialing up for instant messenger or whatever. I guess that was kind of the original. It's not really social media, but you could instant message back and forth with AOL and all the things. And that was like the coolest thing ever. But you just think about how far we've come in just not even 20 years in a, in a decade and a half. And how somehow you had insight to this probably wasn't a great idea to have that many, you know, a decade and a half ago. And yet, where did I fail myself? Where where did I completely understand and see the red flags and get down to one to now, you know, I I don't have as many as some. I'm only at the three and really only use two. But I backtracked in terms of, of what I thought was necessary back then.
3: On the C Spire text line from the 662, they said, I'm 46 and there really wasn't anything until fall of 95 with AOL chat room.
2: Yes, and that was kind of the beginning of collecting digital conversation, like collectively having a digital conversation, which I guess now would still be the same as if you go to, um, it's more for, what's the word they use, chat, um, it's a lot for sports. Uh, boards they call them something forums forums where you go and you. I search mean forums
3: out. have been around for a minute, but that it was one of the earliest ways people communicated on the internet. But they've definitely grown.
2: Mike from Grand Bay says it's not true. It depends on the blog, like the old news groups.
3: Yeah, like forums, and
2: forums stuff. and stuff like that. But I was thinking more of like, yes, I see what y'all are saying. You are saying before even AOL Instant Messenger. There were still digital platforms where people could digitally communicate on a topic. Correct. But I feel like AOL chat rooms were the first. You picked who was in that. Yeah. Like it wasn't you in the world. where or you
3: picked a topic and everybody in that one chat room was talking about that topic.
2: You got to sort of control who was in your circle a little bit more. Where with a forum, even now, it may be. Si-
3: message boards is another way message to call it.
2: boards. Thank you. That's what I was trying, my mind. Well, I'm not on them, so I was trying to think of what what they necessarily call uh, talk about. And then that just sort of snowballed. But MySpace wasn't so much, remind me, it's been so long. What would you put there? Was it like still headlines and it things? It was
3: a way of having a blog, because having a blog was the, the techie cool thing to do at the time, without having to have any of the behind-the-scenes internal computer knowledge. It was all very user-friendly. So just like if you were making your own blog and putting your own HTML code in there and putting your own background music and animated backdrop and pictures and all that kind of stuff, MySpace had it all set up to where you could just do it without having to know wow. how.
2: So it's like the original WordPress, but much, much, much more beginner-ish Yeah, in that way. Is it still around MySpace, Yeah, but it's now more for music, right? Yeah,
3: last I checked, it was still a thing, but it became more of a platform for indie artists and rising artists to put their music out there digitally without having to go through something like a Spotify or an Apple Music.
2: Dan and Hattisburg said, back in the day, you had bulletin (laughs) boards. Yes, I mean, that's kind of like a, a digital messenger board, and I think that was the Beginning appeal at the turn of the century with the interwebs was the fact that if you had a car for sale or you had a job to post or you had something, whatever, you only had one. You only were limited to who walked by that bulletin board. You put it on a messenger board and now you've opened up, you know, to a greater audience. But for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And then it exploded or imploded. I hadn't imploded yet, but MySpace did. 14 years ago for me, I deleted it. And I must have felt so compelled to share it with the world that Facebook reminded me of it today. Which also reminds me, I've probably been on that platform way too long. But we we have fun there. We'll tell you about that coming up next. Don't
1: worry,
0: it will soon pass whatever it is.
2: Don't worry, be happy. not worried i'm happy
0: super talk mississippi making your afternoon just a little brighter it's good things with rebecca turner on super talk mississippi
2: like this had to be somebody's MySpace profile song some point
3: I was
0: inspired
2: <laughs> you can watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on Roku Amazon Fire TV devices even YouTube you can also watch good things on C Spire TV if you've got that we're on channel 70 right next to the weather channel and you can join middays with Gerard Gibbert he is going to broadcast live at the communiversity this Tuesday he's going to tell you all about the Lowndes County job fair in conjunction with the governor's job fair networks so that's coming up next Tuesday with middays with Gerard Gibbert from 10 to 1. So that's going to be a good thing. You know, I, if, if Jared's listening, or maybe we should ask him tomorrow, you wonder, like, where was the generational gap for MySpace, right? Because we would have been, when it first, or when Facebook and all first came out, we were in our early 20s. We were right there on the cusp of young adults who were moving into college. And then college, you had to be in college at the beginning of Facebook.
3: Oh, yeah. You had to use your college email to even try to sign up for it.
2: So when the first ones think of how many years it's actually taken for those that could be our like for our parents to actually buy into Fa- and Facebook was probably the first one that they bought into. I don't think many parents jumped on the MySpace train. I think that was really they didn't really understand or get the need for it. I don't yeah. think. But like once parents started getting on the platforms, Facebook, all the kids hopped ship. And started – that's when you picked up some, some Yeah, because nobody
3: wanted to be posting pictures of their partying when their parents could see them.
2: No. Where there's a wheel, there's a way. And so kids found a way to sort of get out or, or – but it's interesting where it took – it's like something came into the lexicon and as well as the culture at one point, And it took so long for those older in its – conception to then catch on to. Does that mean am I saying oh, yeah. you know, where we're all like come on, dragging you into the trying to drag you into the twenty first century. It reminds me of convincing my dad to get uh, D V R. Like just, Dad, like stop recording it on your V C R and then rewinding it and watching it. Let me show you with a click of a button. No, no, man, Dad. And then finally he's like, this is the best thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I have been trying to tell you. We can we can watch We can record your shows in a more efficient manner. In that way, I but think
3: you can draw a direct a direct line from the mass adoption of Facebook by people outside of college age and younger, and the progress that you've seen with the the generation of the proliferation of and the popularity. Of apps especially games I think you would never have had the popularity of stuff like Candy Crush or Angry Birds or Flappy Bird when that was a thing or any of these games that are apps on your phone I don't think they would have been as big and have become as popular or as well-known if you didn't have Farmville on Facebook and you didn't have Gangster Wars on Facebook. And you didn't have all these other little social games that either reintroduced the older generation or sometimes introduced an older generation into the idea of quick, fun gaming.
2: Which came first? Or since Facebook launched in 2006, and then the iPhone didn't come until 2008. I couldn't remember if Facebook came after iPhone or iPhone came after Facebook. So there was a world where, and I think social media would be infinitely different if you had to log on to a computer. Oh, yeah. To, it's the fact that it's literally in your back pocket or like how to have it in your hands at your fingertips at sort of all times. Because there's some people who do like Facebook Fast, where they'll just take it off their phone and just move it or social media fast to your actual laptop. I do that specifically with work email, so I'm not tempted to see it when I don't necessarily care to. Or off clock hours, I have to log into my computer to do it, and it you know it, it puts boundaries around it in a different mm-hmm. way. So I think apps also changed the trajectory of where we are now. What twenty years later? with social media. you were talking about like what is TikTok cuz that's the new one. There's a lot of folks that are very anti it. We were open yesterday here on good things. Right and I, I don't have it. It's not something I care to have. I'm just I'm it's like Snapchat I never got that one either. I'm kind of I let that that um, wave come and go i think it's on its way out as well um really not into filters so that's not really my thing i don't, I don't know so it feels like a very over exaggerated text message is what sh- chat, uh, snapchat is to me and so i just text message you if i need to tell you something real quick but
3: honestly on snapchat i was always a little bit offended that they never ever even had an inspector gadget <laughs> filter because i mean that's That's where the idea came from. Well, technically, no. Technically, it came from Mission Impossible, and that was spoofed by Inspector Gadget. But the whole, this message will self-destruct.
2: Yes. I appreciate that. That got me tickled. Um, But you think about what it is. It's just nothing but quick videos. Well, we had that. You said we had that in Vine, if people remember. Yeah,
3: TikTok is nowhere near the first social media platform to be made up pretty much solely of short attention span videos. Vine was... Was out what a decade ago? Longer than that, and it was twenty
2: seventeen.
3: Yeah, I mean, so it wasn't that long ago, and all Vine it had to be earlier than that. No,
2: earlier than that, twenty seventeen. Excuse me, is when Twitter launched its archive of every Vine video, which yeah. when they when they came by.
3: So on Vine on. was just another way to take little short videos of yourself and put them online and have people react to it. It's just grown from there. Without Vine, you wouldn't have had Facebook or, or you wouldn't have the Facebook Shorts or is it YouTube Shorts? Is it Reels on Facebook? I don't, I can't keep up with all of them, but basically they're all the same thing.
2: It's YouTube Shorts. It's Instagram Reels. It's Facebook Reels, too, because they're the same parent company. And I don't know what you call it on Twitter.
3: But all of those are just little short videos that you put on there for reaction.
2: And apparently Vine was discontinued in April of 2019. So... Wah, wah, wah. I guess they didn't have a good enough PR. I think what bothers me is like, what's next? Right? Like from 14 years ago, or 14 years from now, you wonder, like I couldn't, I, I promise you, I couldn't imagine being a freshman in college, right? Like having that mindset of being cool and in my 20s, thinking the 40-year-old version of me, which I'm not yet, a few months off, but still basically, we're in the year, would still be like a mom of two with. Social media as well. But it's become just part of
3: life. Everyday average culture.
2: Everyday average culture, which makes you wonder, like, what's coming next? I don't know. Is there anything on, like, is TikTok still sort of having its moment?
3: Uh, For the most part. I mean, it felt like for a while there, virtual reality was going to be the next big thing. But Mm. until they figure out a way to give you a 3D effect similar to virtual reality without having to have extra peripherals, I still think that's going to be a, a, a barrier to entry because just like we were talking about how apps went from the computer to your smartphone and that that made it a little bit more addictive, a little bit easier to, mm-hmm. to do, having to go over and grab the headset for VR and put it on and boot it up
2: It seems simple enough.
3: Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. No,
2: it's terrifying.
3: No, it's It's incredible.
2: Because
3: it can do so many things. But it again, it's that whole Netflix has taken over our minds, where we just want to sit there and scroll through it and find something. In that same vein, you would rather spend time on TikTok or Facebook or whatever on your phone, sitting there instead of getting up and grabbing the headset to play VR. Do you
2: think humans will ever revolt? Do you think? I think
3: some already are.
2: Oh, absolutely. There's some of you listening who's like, ugh, I don't have social media, don't ever ever want it, never got it. Or you know who I would like to talk to are the ones who had the courage to break free. It's like at the beginning when we all broke broke the cord with cable, right? Like it was like a big deal to cut the cord with cable and to go, you know, cable free or whatever it may be. That really didn't end up very well for us. We're all pretty much paying the same as we were with cable. We just now have 15 different apps for that. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that was exactly if it ended up the way that we we thought it was going to end up. But I, I want to, like, I like the stories of those who had the courage to cut the cord completely from any social media account. Like, Perez doesn't count. Perez in the Morning with Paul, he doesn't, he's never had it. So if you never had it, you, you didn't have the rush or the fun with it, because it can be fun. There are positive things that come with it. There's some good entertainment. We've got our Facebook group. I think it's a wonderful thing on Facebook. Uh, but, I, but do you, like, how is your life What are the repercussions of, like, completely going back to life before it for you personally?
3: It's got to be better for your self-confidence, for your mental health, simply because...
2: I wonder if you sleep better. Are you less agitated, anxious?
3: Yeah, because you're not being bombarded with something that's intentionally trying to get you to engage, and... It frees up time that's not being spent comparing yourself to others. But don't you just others. fill
2: that with something else?
3: Usually, but it's not catered to, to that.
2: that. So I want to know if you've cut the cord, that's not really the word. Cord's not the right word to social media. I'd love to hear from you, 601-879-4395. But our next guest does something different with his hands. He plays cornhole, and he's doing really well. Coming up next. Of good Things. We are streaming live over at Supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And this time of year, you can probably find a few friends locally. You're out playing some cornhole, but do you play it competitively? Oh, you're going to say that, yes, it gets competitive, but no. Do you play it competitively? Joining us today is a team from Innawama, Ace Rogers, and he is a competitive cornhole player. Hey, Ace. Hey. How are you today?
1: Good.
2: Well, I'm excited to talk to you, buddy. I feel like you are rising to the top of this particular sport, and I think it's pretty cool. So when did you first start playing cornhole?
1: Uh, it was probably like two years ago, maybe, a year and a half, two years ago.
2: How were you introduced to the sport? Was it in a backyard, at maybe like a cookout? Where did you first get introduced to cornhole?
1: It was at uh, a restaurant down here. It was called Legend's.
2: Do you remember who you played first? My dad. Did you beat him?
1: Yes, (laughs) ma'am.
2: Okay, so it's one thing to play cornhole and then beat your dad. When, you must have had to play more than once or twice to realize that you were kind of good at it. So when Uh did you start to realize that maybe, you know, you had a knack for it?
1: Uh huh.
2: When did you start to realize you had a knack for it?
1: Probably like, the third or fourth tournament.
2: Oh, so you hopped right into tournaments. So where was your first cornhole tournament? Um,
1: probably South Carolina, I think.
2: Well, that's not just in the backyard or in the local community. Who encouraged you, Ace, to maybe you know stretch out and try some tournament terminants whenever it came to cornhole?
1: Probably my dad.
2: So he recognized that maybe you were better than the average bear when it came, when it came to it. Okay, so where all has it taken you? I know you've won the Mississippi uh, Junior State Cornhole Player, or however you say it. So there's actually a league for it. What's the name of the league? Uh,
1: American Cornhole Organization.
2: And so you're in the juniors, correct? And the singles. Oh, okay. Good deal. And so you are ranked 27th in the world among junior competitors. How does that feel? Um, It could be better. (laughs) Spoken like a true competitor. What do you mean it could be better? I think it's pretty cool. 27 in the world is not bad.
1: I'd rather it be like fifth or first.
2: Well, I think you're having the opportunity to maybe get a little closer. I know you're headed, uh, is it Las Vegas? Is that your next tournament coming up quick? Yes, ma'am. So explain to us how the term tournaments work. That's such a hard word for me today, Ace, but I'm going to figure it out. How do they work? Is it set up kind of like bracket style, or explain that to us?
1: Yes, ma'am. It's in a bracket.
2: <laughs> how many competitors are usually in a tournament? A
1: couple hundred.
2: Ah. So how many matches would you have to go through, Ace, to get down to the winning match? Uh,
1: it just really depends on how many players.
2: How what's the most you've played ish to get to the winning match? Uh
1: probably like eight.
2: Okay. So I guess if you're good, then it sort of weeds out, you don't have to play as much. How do you yes, how do you practice? How do you think about it? How do you improve your skill when it comes to cornhole?
1: Uh I just try to like when I go to tournaments I'll practice like I'll try to find like the best people and play against them to try to get me better.
2: What makes a good cornhole player?
1: Uh, attitude. Huh.
2: Ah, explain that.
1: You always got to have a good attitude. You can't go out there like mad or anything because that's not going to help anything.
2: Well, cornhole will make you mad if you're getting into a friend and friendly fire competition in the backyard because it seems like you want the little sucker to go in the hole, but for whatever reason, you overshoot it too many or too over time. Is there a lot of skill, like do it like you don't always want them to go in do you sometimes try to get it to the side are you very particular about where you want the bean bag to go
1: yes ma'am sometimes you like block or you can roll or whatever
2: do your friends try to beat you at cornhole
1: they try but they ain't good enough
2: <laughs> oh, I feel like you would be so unassuming just walking to a friendly restaurant or whatever and kind of like a pool shark, right? You'd be like a cornhole shark. I think folks are interested in the fact that this is even a sport and that it it can be picked up. I know ESPN plays tournaments and all the things. How high can you go in the in the world of cornhole? Can you be a professional with it, Ace? Yes, ma'am. Do you aspire to be a professional cornhole player?
1: Uh-huh. I was close last year, but I didn't get it.
2: So what do you have to accomplish to make get a professional card?
1: you got to get top 80.
2: In the world or, like, or, or I guess, in terms of adults? Because you're in 27th. Okay. Good deal. So if you got to be professional ace, how many tournaments would you have to do in a year? Six, maybe. Okay. That's not terrible. Well, if somebody thinks that they're good at this sport and they wanted to hop in and get competitive at it, what would they do, Ace? Do they Is there a league they can join? How do they learn about American Cornhole Organization?
1: You can look it up. It's just AmericanCornholeOrganization.com, and it'll tell you a bunch about
2: it. Do, is there, do you have friends that do it with you, or are you out there with just you and your dad? Yes, ma'am, I have friends. Who's going yeah, to Vegas all over with you? Miami. Oh, okay. Making the friendships? Yes,
1: ma'am.
2: When do you head to Vegas?
1: Uh, April 6th, and I'll come back the 10th.
2: Okay. That's pretty cool. I know you're a freshman right now at Inawamba uh, High School. Do you plant, is there cornhole college teams? I'm, I don't know that ace. That may be a question. Can you go to college and play cornhole?
1: Uh, you not here? No, but we're
2: trying to get it. Ah, where are you wanting to go to college?
1: Mississippi State.
2: All right. Well, here's your plea to Mississippi State. They listen all the time to good things, Ace. We need to tell them the athletic director that they need a cornhole team. And how many's on a team? If you have a team, two. Well, that's it. So we got half their team. So you would be. What year do you graduate high school? 2026. All right. So in 2027, they can have their first cornhole team. We got half of it already there, and then you know they'd be they'd be looking up. They could start something new here in Mississippi. Do any high schools offer it as a as a sport yet, or 4H or anything like that? Some schools do, but
1: mine
2: don't. Gotcha. Alrighty. But well, they're
1: trying to get it. So.
2: Well, I think you're doing a good job of putting Mississippi on the map with with cornhole. And we're wishing you all the best in Vegas. You'll have to let us know how that turns out, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right, Ace. Well good luck to you. Do you have like a a name or anything in the cornhole world or is it just is it not as cool as that? It's just Ace Rogers.
1: Uh, they call me Mississippi mullet.
2: Oh, is that because of your hairstyle? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, there you go, Mississippi Mullet, the cornhole champion. Well, we're wishing you the best, and we'll keep up with you. All right. Thank you. All righty. There you go. Pretty cool. Freshman in high school, top 27th in the world in his sport of choice with just cornhole. If you've ever played a game of cornhole in the backyard or tailgating, it's you. It's one of those that sneaks up on you because you may get like beginner's luck. And nail one or two, and then it can quickly go downhill fast. And then you're like, well, what happened to all my skills? Where did they go? And you're either and it's one of those. It's all about aiming and it's all about like distance thinking uh, perception of distance or depth perception. It was coming. And I'm terrible at that. So I either shoot too high or shoot too low is also probably why I wasn't very good at basketball. Well, there's a lot of reasons I wasn't very good at basketball. But the dunk or the shooting part was uh, was part of depth perception.
3: I feel like cornhole is very similar to other games that you can play in the backyard, like horseshoes or washers or stuff like that. But cornhole, it's a little easier to, to play the actual game. But the strategies involved are a lot more complex.
2: Aren't there some where they are teams, like you have two, like they'll they'll play, and so you you work off of each other's. It's not always just a single person that's playing. And so you build on somebody else's throw, their skill and tactic to it. I'd be a terrible teammate. He's talking about attitude. Like, mine wouldn't be angry at you. I'd never go in thinking I was the best. But I would get angry fast. Not at you and me. And at the beanbag or whatever you call the little thing. And then it would just be like, kind of like with pool, but I'm very good at that. Didn't have the patience for it at all. But I feel like cornhole is one of those things. I think we've all played it. We all know how good or not good we are. And so you can respect if you get up to that level where you're like 27th in the world. That's respectable at what, 16, 15 I wasn't good at nothing twenty-seventh in the world at that (laughs) at that age. But stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
0: Rebecca Turner.
2: She's smart and pretty.
0: Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: So don't stop me.
2: time here on Good Things Today, but don't forget you can have a good time at the Morgan Wallen concert that's coming up April 23rd in Oxford, especially if you win the two sweet seat tickets that we're trying to give away. We're not trying to give away. We're going to give away (laughs) coming up at the beginning of April, which is coming up quick like in a hurry. All you have to do is go to one of the registration locations, which you can find over at supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen, but there are places like Celebration Nutrition in Columbus. you got Scruggs Lawn and Garden in Tupelo. you got Weather's Auto Supply in Oxford and there are a lot of more. Again, the drawing will be coming up soon, I think at the beginning of April, and that is for the 23rd um, concert there at Vault-Hemingway Stadium. Ticket giveaway is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. So it's going to be a good time. Some of you have had good times playing cornhole, which if you missed our last guest, we'll be back up on Supertalk's YouTube page later today. But Dan in Hattiesburg said, I miss yard darts. They were taken off the market long, long ago because of in- injuries. If you don't know about it, look it up. Are you familiar with yard darts, Rano?
3: Yeah, I never got to play with them because, like you said, they were taken off the market long before I came around. But
2: They haven't figured out a safer way to do it?
3: Uh, Well, it's kind of hard to make <laughs> yard darts safe because they're essentially a pointy metal object that weighs anywhere from I want to say two pounds up to six pounds for the heaviest versions and the whole point is you throw them up in the air and let them come back down in a target not really a safe way to do that because you're literally chucking a pointy metal object that's heavy in the air and watching it come down.
2: Well, I, I did a quick Google search, and apparently there are safer renditions. Obviously, they're plastic and they bounce, so it's not going to be that way. And they don't stick, but still the idea is the same, and they're glow-in-the-dark, so you just do it at night. <laughs> but they've got, like, the hula-hoop-looking targets, and then you throw them up and then watch them, I guess, come down or try to come down.
3: I mean, in a perfect world, you got the right angle, the right arc. It's going to go away from you, all those things. But in an imperfect world, the world we live in... All too often, a child could take it and just, and it goes straight up, and they're just watching it as it comes back down and hits them in the head.
2: Yes, that would have been terrible, and then Fourth of July is ruined, or whatever said outdoor holiday. Well,
3: I don't fully understand the rules of the alternative. I think the safer alternative is bocce ball. I don't think I ever won a game, but it was a lot of fun playing it or Mm -hmm. attempting to play it. I think we were actually playing yard curling with bocce balls. I don't know if there's a difference, but it's basically little bowling balls that you throw into a circle in the yard. A little less dangerous, less pointy metal objects.
2: Trying to sort of get to the center? Well, it's
3: kind of like the way we played it. It's kind of like curling where... There, you have the target that you're going for and you can knock other ones out of the way you can block with them and that kind of stuff
2: you know another one i was never good at the ladder toss thingy majiggy. oh yeah it's where you had like the the balls on the string and then you had a you tossed it and then it would wrap itself around the what do you call it thing the ladder the ladder <laughs> yes as if you know what right there in the name to completely (laughs) give it away and i'm staring at it and couldn't think of it not good at horseshoes either they're not my not my best um not my best i'm not all that good at
3: horseshoes but if i can get zeroed in i'm pretty good at washers which is why i always thought it would be a lot of fun to do the bozo bucket game although i never got to go to bozo
2: bring back clackers what's that
3: is clackers is that the one where you got the two basically rocks on the end of strings and you can smack them on your finger like you you have two, yes. you have rings and you tie them around your finger and you can smack them back and forth.
2: Yes, because I know I,
3: they have plastic versions of those.
2: Correct. I can see where there were many injuries And in that, but that's what that looks like for the ladder toss. Kind of looks like that, but I'm assuming it doesn't bounce back and forth. You know, an unassuming outdoor game that sometimes at restaurants or now you can buy them for your home. That uh, is so much harder than it actually looks. It's the very simple setup. It's got the string with the little metal ring, and it's just got the little hook, hook the little hook, and all you're supposed to do. And then I think you can buy them where it's like a you versus yeah, you know, the, other the tabletop versus, version. And there's a tabletop version to it as well, which takes. Immense intentionality and calm and poise, which I have none. And so, again, another game that completely irritates the bejesus out of me. But you're like, oh, that looks so simple. Let me just pull it back and let it see if you can hook it. And then it's much harder than it looks. But it's fascinating to keep trying it. You, for whatever reason, you just, you, you want, you want the dang thing to. And then you're like, yeah! There's such a sense of accomplishment <laughs> when you do that as well. All righty. The conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there, but stick with this. She got more coming up next. She got the boys with sports talk from three to six. We'll meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.